today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Despite what Laban did to him, Jacob served Laban with all of his might. He didn't do the minimum at work or less than the minimum as some might do in his situation after the way he's been treated. Jacob didn't say, now that I've got to serve another seven years for Rachel, I'm just going to show up for work and do nothing more. I'm just going to run out the clock for the next seven years and then I'm out of here. Jacob served Laban with all of his might despite how he was treated by Laban. The ministry you can have even just by how you live can have an impact on people that you might not expect. As you look at how Jacob served Laban today, remember that it was his faith in God that set him apart. He was mistreated by Laban, but still went all out in his service to him, even to the point where Laban knew that God was blessing him because of Laban. Pastor Dan is going to encourage you to adopt the same work ethic yourself, always doing your best, because you're representing God with your life. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 30 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. So we're going to be back in the book of Genesis. We're going to be in Genesis chapter 30. You want to turn there for me in your Bible. We're going through the book of Genesis. We have made it to Genesis chapter 30, verse 25. And I'm going to begin reading in verse 25, where it says, And it came to pass, when Rachel had borne Joseph, that Jacob said to Laban, Send me away, that I may go to my own place and to my own country. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served you, and let me go, for you know my service which I have done for you. And Laban said to him, Please stay, if I have found favor in your eyes, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. Then he said, Name me your wages, and I will give it. And so Jacob said to him, You know how I have served you, and how your livestock has been with me, for what you had before I came was little, and it has increased to a great amount. The Lord has blessed you since my coming. And now, when shall I also provide for my own house? And so he said, What shall I give you? And Jacob said, You shall not give me anything. If you will do this thing for me, I will again feed and keep your flocks. Let me pass through all your flock today, removing from there all the speckled and spotted sheep and all the brown ones among the lambs and the spotted and speckled among the goats, and these shall be my wages. So my righteousness will answer for me in time to come, When the subject of my wages comes before you, everyone that is not speckled and spotted among the goats and brown among the lambs will be considered stolen if it is with me. And Laban said, Oh, that it were according to your word. And so he removed that day the male goats that were speckled and spotted, all the female goats that were speckled and spotted, 
every one that had some white in it and all the brown ones among the lambs and gave them into the hand of his sons. And then he put three days journey between himself and Jacob and Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flock. Now Jacob took for himself rods of green poplar and of the almond and chestnut trees peeled white strips in them and exposed the white which was in the rods and the rods which he had peeled he set before the flocks in the gutters and the troughs where they drank and the watering troughs where the flocks came to drink so that they should conceive when they came to drink. So the flocks conceived before the rods and the flocks brought forth streaked, speckled and spotted. Then Jacob separated the lambs and made the flocks face toward the streaked and all the brown in the flock of Laban. But he put his own flocks by themselves and did not put them with Laban's flock. And it came to pass whenever the stronger livestock conceived that Jacob placed the rods before the eyes of the livestock in the gutters that they might conceive among the rods. But when the flocks were feeble... He did not put them in, so the feebler were Laban's and the stronger Jacob's. Thus the man became exceedingly prosperous and had large flocks, female and male servants, and camels and donkeys. Well, Jacob, remember, he traveled from the promised land to the land of Haran. And in Haran, Jacob fell in love with Rachel And he made an arrangement with Rachel's father, Laban, to work for him for seven years to marry Rachel. But on the wedding night, Laban deceived Jacob and he pulled a switcheroo and he switched out his daughter Leah for Rachel. And then Jacob agreed to work another seven years to marry Rachel. So Jacob served Laban 14 years in all. And we saw the last time we were together that during that 14 years, Jacob had 11 of his 12 sons plus a daughter. And he had all of these children with his two wives and two handmaids also. Again, we looked at that the last time we were together. And then as soon as the 14 years were up, Jacob went to Laban and he said to him in verse 25, He said, send me away that I may go to my own place and to my own country. Jacob longed to return back to the land of Canaan. Even though at this point he's lived in Haran for 14 years, Haran wasn't his home. Jacob was still a stranger in Haran. Canaan was his home and he longed to return home to Canaan. You know, for us as Christians, heaven is our home. This world isn't our home. We're strangers in this world. Even though we enjoy our life here in this world, we never really feel completely at home in this world because heaven is our true home. And we long to go there where we'll be free from the presence and the power of sin and where we will be reunited with family and friends who have died in Christ, and where most of all, we will see Jesus Christ and be with him. That's what we long for. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, the Apostle Paul writes, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait 
for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We're eagerly waiting for Jesus Christ to come and take us home to heaven to be with him. And we long for home more and more, don't we? It seems like every time you look at the news or you read, you know, you long for home more and more. Now, if you're a non-believer, you've never really trusted Jesus Christ for salvation. Sadly for you, this world is as good as it gets. This world is the only heaven you'll ever know unless you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. If you put your trust in Jesus Christ, you too will have your sins forgiven and you will receive the hope of eternal life that comes through Christ. And heaven will be your home. Jacob longed to return to Canaan, and as soon as his 14 years were completed, he was ready to go. He didn't want to stay in Haran one day longer than he needed to. And so he goes to Laban, and he says, send me home. I want to go home. Let me go. And notice in verse 26, Jacob says to Laban, for you know the service which I have done for you. You know the work that I've done for you. And Jacob was not talking about the quantity of the work as much as the quality of the work. Jacob not only fulfilled his 14-year obligation to Laban, but he was also a hard worker for Laban, which is pretty remarkable when you consider how Laban treated Jacob and how he deceived Jacob and took advantage of him to get him to work an additional seven years for Rachel, twice as long as what they originally agreed to. And yet Jacob fulfilled his commitment to Laban. And Jacob was a hard worker. He was a good employee. In chapter 31, verse 6, Jacob says that he served Laban with all of his might, Despite what Laban did to him, Jacob served Laban with all of his might. He didn't do the minimum at work or less than the minimum, as some might do in his situation after the way he's been treated. Jacob didn't say, now that I've got to serve another seven years for Rachel, I'm just going to show up for work and do nothing more. I'm just going to run out the clock for the next seven years, and then I'm out of here. Jacob served Laban with all of his might, despite how he was treated by Laban. In Colossians chapter 3, it says, Whatever you do, do it heartily, as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. Whatever you do, do it heartily. Do it with all your heart, as though you were working for the Lord, even if you're in a difficult situation or you have a lousy boss or a job you don't really like or the job isn't what was promised to you or didn't turn out to be what you thought it was going to be or you've been mistreated there, as long as you're there, work with all your might. Do it as unto the Lord. Do it heartily. You know, First Peter chapter 2, verse 18 says, Servants, Be submissive to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. Even if you have a harsh boss, serve him. Do the best job you can do. Laban was harsh to Jacob. In Titus chapter 2, verse 9, it exhorts bondservants to be obedient to their own masters, to 
be well-pleasing in all things, not answering back, not pilfering or stealing from them, but showing all good fidelity that they may adorn, listen, that they may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in all things. There it says, be a good worker, a good employee, and if you do that, it makes the doctrine of God or the gospel of Jesus Christ attractive to your boss and to your co-workers. That was Jacob. He worked with all of his might, despite the way that he was treated by Laban. Now look at Laban's response in verse 27. He says, please stay if I have found favor in your eyes, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer requests with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now let's finish today's message. Laban asked Jacob to stay, and Laban says, I have learned by experience that the Lord Yahweh, your God, has blessed me for your sake. And that word experience there of your note taker Your translation may say divination. I've learned by divination. And the Hebrew word literally means to divine through a serpent. Whoa. Laban, as you know, was not a believer. He didn't know the true and living God. He didn't know Yahweh. He was a pagan idol worshiper. And he apparently practiced divination, which would be things like fortune telling and that kind of thing. And he realized that he was blessed by the God of Jacob because of Jacob. By the way, we are blessed by God because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says, He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Laban doesn't want Jacob to leave because the blessing might leave with him. And so he says, please stay. He pleads with Jacob to stay. And what Laban has experienced over the last 14 years, he has experienced the blessing aspect of the Abrahamic covenant. Remember when God made the covenant with Abraham and then Isaac and then Jacob? God said in Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, I will bless those who bless you. And Laban has experienced the blessing of the Lord because Jacob dwells in his household. And if you think about it, Laban wasn't even all that nice to Jacob, and yet God still blessed him because our God is gracious. And Laban here says, please stay, don't go. And then in verse 28, he says, name your wage, name your price, and I'll pay it, whatever you want. Just don't leave. He doesn't want to lose the blessing. That comes from Jacob's God because Jacob is there 
with him. So he's willing to pay whatever Jacob asks. And Jacob now enters into a negotiation with Laban, and they will reach an agreement. And listen, they reach an agreement that causes Jacob to remain in Haran with Laban for six additional years. And there is a very important lesson in this for us that I don't want you to miss. God told Jacob before Jacob even left the promised land to go to Haran, God told Jacob that he would bring him back to the promised land, to the land of Canaan. Jacob has a desire to return to Canaan. He has a longing in his heart to return home. But when Jacob tries to go, Laban makes him an offer that persuades Jacob to stay in Haran six more years, delaying Jacob's return to the promised land, which was God's plan for Jacob. The lesson is this. When God begins to move in your heart to do something, Watch out for something or someone that suddenly tries to sidetrack you from doing what God has asked you to do. And here's how it often happens. God will put a desire in your heart to do something, or God will open up a door or an opportunity. And when you're about to step out in faith and obey the Lord and do it right at that moment, something pops up that entices you away from doing it. Maybe you get this amazing job offer that's too good to pass up. Maybe your boss offers you more money and you decide to stay because the money's so good. And what God asked you to do is now put aside and delayed because this offer has come your way. And you end up, you end up staying in Haran six years longer than you were supposed to in delaying what God wanted. God wanted Jacob and Canaan. Watch out for things that sidetrack you from following God's will for you. And often they come in the form of a really sweet offer. Watch out for a counter offer that's really a counterfeit. What God wants for you. You should also watch out that you're not sidetracked from following God's will by someone who discourages you from obeying the Lord and walking by faith and stepping out and into what God has for you. Again, God puts something on your heart. You want to obey God. You want to step out in faith. And then someone discourages you from doing it. And it may even be a Christian that discourages you from following God. They may say, hey, you can't do that. That's not a good idea. That won't work. What if this happens? Or what if that happens? Or what are you going to do about this? And what are you going to do about that? And they talk you out of what God is asking you to do. Like when the 12 spies were sent into the promised land, and they came back. And oh, by the way, it wasn't God's idea to send 12 spies into the promised land to spy out the land. God didn't need to spy out the land. He knew where he was taking them to. The children of Israel sent 12 spies into the land to spy out the land because they didn't trust God completely. 
So they wanted to see it for themselves first. But that wasn't God's idea. You know, sometimes you hear people say things like, we, we should go spy out the land. Well, no, you should walk by faith and trust God. So they sent the 12 spies into the promised land, and the 12 spies were in the land, and they came back with their report. And remember, 10 of the spies had a negative report about the promised land. Interesting, they said, the land is just as God said it was. And they brought back some of the grapes. Remember, it took two men to carry the bunch of grapes that they brought back because they were so large. And they said, the land is just as God said But there's walled cities in the land, and there's giants in the land, and we're like grasshoppers in their sight, and we don't stand a chance against them. And that negative report discouraged the children of Israel from going in. They were too afraid. They didn't even attempt to go into the promised land. They didn't even attempt to go into what God wanted to give them. They chickened out because of the negative report. And when you try to follow the Lord, some people may be negative. They may try to discourage you from doing it and bring up all the what-ifs. What are you going to do about the walled cities? What are you going to do about the giants? You're just a grasshopper. You can't do that. Don't listen to them. Don't listen to them. Listen to the Lord. I love this story in the Gospels of there's a ruler of one of the synagogues that his daughter dies. That's not the part of the story that I love. But his daughter dies, and he sends for Jesus, and Jesus comes to the house. And when he arrives at the house, there are all these mourners that are there at the house, and they're weeping and wailing. And Jesus says, what are you weeping for? She's not dead. She's only asleep. And it says that they began to ridicule Jesus for saying that. And then the next thing it says is that Jesus put out of the house all of those that ridiculed him. I think that's what you have to do sometimes. You may have people that are negative or discouraging you from following the Lord or trying to convince you not to do it or telling you that it's crazy. You got to just put those people out and just listen to the Lord and obey the Lord. Be on guard for anything or anyone that might sidetrack you from doing what God wants you to do. Jacob wanted to return to the land of Canaan, but Laban makes an offer, a really sweet offer, and Jacob doesn't pass it up, and he stays in Haran six more years and delays his return. So now that brings us to verse 29. So Jacob said to him, so now they're negotiating here, You know how I have served you and how your livestock has been with me. For what you had before I came was little, and it has increased to a great amount. The Lord has blessed you since my coming. And now, when shall I also provide for my own house? Jacob says, you know what has happened to your livestock, your flocks, since I started working for you 14 years ago. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Genesis. 
Although some might view Genesis simply as a historical account of genealogies, the undercurrent throughout this book entails a broader understanding of God's nature toward His people. You're introduced to God's care and concern for His creation, how sin stained what God had created, and what God intended to do to atone for the sin that overshadowed the world altogether. God's plan included a Savior that would envelop His creation in love and sacrifice that might seem incomprehensible to the average person. But God's ways are higher than anything that we as humans can understand. Yet He chose to come to our level anyway. That's a Creator God who's invested for the long haul. If anything about today's message has struck a chord with you, we'd like to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. If you're not connected yet with a local church, we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have more to share from the book of Genesis next time, right here on Ring of Truth. See the signs and I recognize the hands that crack.